Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Copper Bottomed, um, where I talk about the copper market in brief and a few uh, highlights of the copper market of the week uh, in detail. Well, not in detail, but specifically. Right. So um, this week, I'm recording this at the end of the week, but earlier in the week, the International Copper Study Group, um, the news kind of gradually was filtering out across the market that the IC. SG, we're expecting surpluses to increase to almost half a million tons of copper uh, in 2024. And uh, the copper price reacted pretty poorly to that. You can see um, uh, how they 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 see that. They see 3.7% um, growth next year. And that's really as a function of these, um, these larger uh, mine expansions which are coming on. I mean, we are seeing Kamar Kakula uh, the Ivanhoe um, uh, Mines project just just kicking ass. I mean that that's doing so well. But you can see here Malminskoya and Al Malik. So these are come from Central Asian uh, quasi uh, governmental or kind of um, parastatal companies, which are uh, forecast to produce a lot more copper. Now, interestingly, ICSG say that they are not um, they're not brilliant at forecasting. Uh, copper prices. They do say that they they look at the economics and they look they look at the demand side and they look at the uh, supply side, but they often get it wrong. I mean, they say that in their press release. Actually, this news release came out in early October, um, but it's taken a couple of weeks to filter through to the market. As bearish for copper, it is to show that there's a large um, supply demand surplus next year. It's also worth noting that there were considerable surpluses forecast for 2023, but they've actually downgraded that to 1.9% um, growth. So it's really interesting to see that frequently the um, there's a uh, an increase in production forecast and copper being copper because it's a mature industry and grades are typically low, often uh, disappoints in terms of its growth delivery. So let's keep an eye on that 3.7% growth. Certainly, Kamurka Cooler's going um, great guns, but um, it may not be that that, uh, that deficit is as large as 467,000 tons. And also this week, we had China GDP, which surprised on the upside. So the copper price is actually holding quite firm at around $359, $358 per pound. So um, I'm not... Uh, kind of gung-ho raging bull for copper in 2024. Uh, it is likely to be in surplus, but it might not be uh, such a large surplus as ICSG forecast. Anyway, onto the weekly highlights. So on the 16th of October, which is now almost a week ago, um, the Junior Mining Hub Weekly uh, came out and it had these copper intercepts as the uh, as the highlights of the week. So um, the Double View Gold Corp, uh, 506 meters at 1%, a DLP 970 meters at 0.5, and so on. And I'm just going to go through these um, on a case-by-case -case basis. So let's look at the, what was on paper, the headline, 506.6 meters times 1.09 copper for 552 kind of um, gram meters or percent meters. Um, this is Double View Gold Corp. Market capitalization of $116 million and share price of $0.63. Cents. And you can see that over the last two or three years, it's been picking up traction. Yes, it had a spike here, but
but actually over the last two or three years it is gaining traction and um it's put out two or three similar style releases of kind of several hundreds of meters at around one percent kind of this copper equivalent figure um and it's and it's the the share price has responded i don't really know double view gold but i went and had a quick look at the news release so i've kind of copied the um just dropped the 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 first page of the news release here double view reports strong mineralization and extends the buck zone of the lyle deposit another 250 meters south southwest you know read through this and what was interesting is that in their summary page they don't actually put the grades so this is um okay there's in this bold bit here drill hole 54 contains assays with a higher gold content of 0.43 grams per ton when generally balanced in comparison with copper 0.32 and scandium 27.3 grams per ton and cobalt 136 grams per ton with a 1.29 percent copper equivalent intercept over 143 meters so and then down here they talk about the upcoming q1 to 2024 resource estimate now under under tsx rules you cannot use a copper equivalent figure until you've got a resource uh, estimate out and you understand your uh, your payables on your metals so uh, i was just a little bit surprised by all of this and the ceo uh, goes on to talk about the project having an outstanding resource with exceptional metals extraction and recoveries and all holes drilled in 2023 are expected to be included in the forthcoming resource evaluation now that's interesting because if they're still drilling then it's very unlikely that they're actually going to stick to a q1 2024 resource estimate because it takes a while to get the uh the, the drill holes completed uh the, the them logged properly all the information pulled out of it the assays returned uh interpreted and then that goes into a, new, a resource estimate so I, I i would expect that 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 resource estimate not to be ready until the middle of the year so i would i would like to see from the company a little bit more clarification of when the cutoff on the drilling is and when the um when the resource estimate is, is coming up because i i can't quite square that and also when you look at the when you go down into the the drill data it doesn't seem as if this is a copper rich deposit and um the metal equivalents i mean in the notes to the table it says metal equivalents should not be relied upon for future evaluations Yes, the company has done some metallurgical test work. Here we go. It's, it's actually looking at a scandium recovery of greater than 90%. But I don't know the scandium market. I don't really know what the scandium uh, uh, world is. So this market capitalization of $116 million, is I, I don't think it's being driven by the copper price because it, or by the copper content because it, it doesn't look like a copper project. Um, so I would like to see a lot more clarification about scandium um and i would certainly not like i'd like to see no more copper equivalents being used because i think it's misleading it doesn't help so um interesting obviously the company's got traction share prices on an up on a uptrend but there's so much that i don't understand about it that i think the company could do better so i'd like to see more clarity on the timing and i'd like to see more clarity on what's actually driving this and the scandium market Next up is DLP Resources, which has got a market capitalization of around $42 million. And the, the headline uh, that was captured by the, the algorithm shows 971 meters times 0.53 copper equivalent for 514 
uh, percent meters. And the headline, there we go, you can see it right there. This is from the news release, DLP resources intersects 366 meters of 0.81% copper equivalent within 971 at 0.53 copper equivalent. Now, I repeat again that the TSX guidelines says that junior companies or exploration companies cannot report copper equivalents until there's a resource base uh, with known metallurgical recoveries. So here we go. If you actually look, and, and there's a reason for this, if you look at the actual grades here, which I've underlined in red, you can see it's 0.07% copper, 0.14% moly, and 0.66 grams silver from 716 meters to um, 1100 meters, more or less. So there's your 366 meters. It's not really a copper resource so what i'd like to see in the future is this company not using copper equivalents because it's misleading it doesn't help investors and um you can see in the share price graph here that the um the company's got a bit of traction uh it's lost a bit in the last three months but that's not really surprising because it's a, um uh it, it's been such a tough time for the junior market but um i mean it I can't, this copper equivalent thing is is a real problem. Um, it, even in the notes to the drill results, it says, or to the to the highlights, it says the copper equivalent grades are for comparative purposes only. Molly copper and silver values are uncut, and recoveries assumed to be a hundred percent for the entire drill length. You know, the project is at an early stage of exploration, and conceptual recoveries of copper molly and silver assigned to the copper equivalent calculation. So I don't understand what it is. You know, is it conceptual recoveries or is it 100% recoveries? And certainly that shouldn't be done anyway. So this this whole copper equivalent conversation is a can of worms. And I really, really would like to see DLP resources to be to go up in my estimation by not using copper equivalents. So, um, and that's even before we get onto the subject of where Aurora is in Peru in terms of its workability, in terms of the infrastructure, in terms of the, the water situation, the permitting situation, the social license situation. I, I, I don't know enough. What I, what I do know is that this doesn't quite work for me yet because of this emphasis on the copper equivalents. Now, um, moving on, we come to Hercules Silver Corp, which does things differently. There you can see the market capitalization is $115 million. And that's principally because the share price has more or less doubled in the last couple of months as they've um, drilled through the epithermal silver veins into a uh, potentially copper porphyry system. And what you can see here is this is how you should report. Hercules silver intersects 185 meters of, and you do it by metal, 0.84% copper, 111 ppm moly, and 2.6 grams per ton silver. So th there's no copper equivalent here because that's how you should report uh, polymetallic mineralization as an exploration company. So full marks to Hercules Silver for getting this right. Um, if I want to be very picky, and I will be, uh, Hercules Silver rebranded this company just 10 months ago, or the, earlier this year, from Bald Eagle Gold to Hercules Silver. And the golden rule about naming exploration companies is that you should not stick your commodity in there 
because that is just a label. And what happens if you find something else that isn't your label? So Hercules Silver, guess what? It's found copper. So that, I mean, goodness me, exploration companies, please just don't do this. They're going to have to rename the company again. But um, anyway, rant over. What they've done in the geology is actually really interesting. Okay, so they've 185 meters of 0.84% copper. That's a really good grade in today's exploration world. I mean, so many companies are reporting 0 0.2, 0 0.3, 0.4% copper. 185 meters, this is a zinger of a hole. And it's only, okay, it's not from the surface, but it's it's 246 meters to 431 meters. And they, including in that, you've got 45 meters at point, um, at 1.9% copper. Interestingly, there are over 300 historical drill holes in the shallow system, and this system is completely blind and open in all directions. I mean, this is what you want for, for exploration, and it's almost no surprise that you've seen this extraordinary share price response in the last uh, week or so. So this, this news came out on the 10th of October. Here we are, um, kind of about 10, about 10, di 10 days later. Um, Another really cool thing that this company did in this um, news release was that they put a link to all of the core photos. And if you look through those core photographs, you can see all of the alteration. You can see the veining. It's really good. And what's, what, what I particularly like is that the share price moved in the week after those photos were um, published. So it's almost as if the market went through looking at the photographs, looking at it and just trying to understand what's going on. Um, and they liked they liked what they saw. If you look at the vein density and the intensity of the alteration, al and you ally that with the assay figures, this looks pretty pretty exciting. It's also a very good um, cross section here. This is this is nice and clear. Um, you've you've got the the geology actually kind of um, at a shallow dip. Now, well, that's interesting to me is that it's not so vertical. Typically, these things are placed so vertically. You might get some um, kind of lateral. Um, movement so either this whole thing has been rotated or this is a feeder off another system so it, it really um it really opens up the play here so this is a play opener good hole um i i, I completely see why the, the the share price is it's where it is and where the market capitalization is where it is what i would like to see from this is um more drilling and i'm sure that they will do that so this this it, it's in idaho um this is absolutely why we do exploration because uh, the, the, these are the, the targets that you want to drill and this is the work that you want to see. I would say 10 out of 10, apart from the fact that they chose the name wrong, but um, over the minor peccadillo of, of inability to name an exploration company, uh, this is really good work. So I'd like to see more of the same, please. Right, moving on to C3 Metals. This... Um, about the same size company as Hercules Silver, a market capitalization of 48 million. Sorry, about the same, about the same size company as DLP Resources, about $48 million here. Uh, C3 Metals have got these assets in Peru, and they've also got these um, uh, assets in Jamaica that they're drilling at the moment, Provost, um, and, uh, in, the, in the Bellas Gate project. This was interesting. This was really interesting. They, they say the drill hole ended in 1.1 meter at 1.27% copper and 4,000 grams per tonne silver. So um, the hole intersected 112 meters at 0.35% copper and 0.13 gold. 
Um, they do they do put in a copper equivalent figure, but they don't lead with that. Um, although that is what the algorithm picked up for the junior mining hub weekly. Um, so this is 113 times 0.5 to get 51% uh, meters. But this is building up to be quite a system. So this is a you know extended by 150 meters long strike. You got 400 meters at 0.37% copper and 0.19 grams gold. It feels as if they're onto something. The grades at the moment and the depths are not screaming, yes, this is definitely going to be economic. There are so many factors and parameters around that need to be uh, included. But it's certainly encouraging. And the, the Dan Simons, the president, the CEO, he says, um, yada, 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 important, step out, high sulfidation epithermal veins, overprinting porphyry mineralization, demonstrates the presence of a multi-phase system with potential for both bulk tonnage copper, copper gold and high-grade precious metals, precious base metal vein deposits. And then he goes on to say, while two recent holes failed to reach the target depth due to drilling difficulties in fault zones, we are very confident. Blah, 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 blah. So he's he's highlighting the fact that you've got this kind of polyphase, this multi-phase system. He said that, that, that some of the drilling didn't get down to the depth that they wanted to. I would say that this is a um, this is kind of an opening up of a system. It's it's hard for a junior company to do this. They're doing really well. Obviously, they're going to be cash constrained along the way. The market hasn't really reacted yet. You know, it's still kind of pretty sideways, sideways. But um, keep going is what I say. You know, I think they're onto something. It's hard to know what the grade's going to be. They it might be economic. It might not. But this 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 is i would say good kind of honest exploration work in progress it's not easy um it's incremental it's a process and i think they're doing all the right things and on the right track and the share price may respond if they kind of start to understand the vectors and those those the drivers and they can if they can target in on high grade mineralization as they learn about the geology then there, there could be a price response so really interesting Right, um, coming to some minnows now. Aston Bay Holdings, market cap $13 million. If you look at the share price, it's gone sideways for an awfully long time. Um, I, I didn't know about the company. I went and had a look at it. American West Metals are actually have got the majority of the economics. Um, this is a project way, way, way up north in Nunavut, um, right in the far north of Canada. Um, there's some good grades. There's some really interesting geology. I, th um, I think... Given the size of the company, which is a minnow, and the the geographical challenge of the area, this really has to be super mega to to grab people's attention. So I'm not going to spend too much time on it because they're challenged by geography, by the fact that American West has got 80% uh, of the economics. Um, although it's good that they've got to carry, but the for it to be economic in that geography, it has to be incredible so good work keep going i'd like to see more money being spent on it um they for it to get real traction you've got to start opening up even more high grade uh intersections it's, this has to be a, a dripping roast for it to fly in those geographic conditions right another minnow uh tumalina metals um tumalina there's a there's a clue there this is a company which is focused on uh, tourmaline breaches, which can often be very high grade. Um, 
I noticed that one of the technical advisors to this company, Doug Kerwin, who's a huge fan and a proponent of Tourmaline Breccia's. And if you look at the share price over the last uh, three years, it's really, really, um, it's, it's, it's really struggled. Um, they are drilling epithermal veins and tourmaline breccias in Argentina. Um, this news release came out on October the 10th. Uh, they've hit some high-grade gold and a new copper gold mineralized breccia pipe. Um, they, in the breccia pipe, they got 34 meters at 0.63% copper. Um, for 21% meters. What can I say? I mean, the, the, the gold grades look quite uh, encouraging. I think really what they've got to focus on gold, of course, in a vein system, is always about continuity, so grade and continuity. Um, and in the breccia pipe, remember in a breccia, you can get very good grades. The challenge is getting the volume. So um, they've got already got the San Francisco uh, breccia, which is high grade. This is the uh, the new one that they've tested, the Ethan Brecher pipe, um, and you can see here that they did a um, just kind of a uh, two holes off the same pad. Um, got some good, <laughs> sorry, they got some good grade uh, coming this way and some less good grade that way. So um, work in progress. Uh, I'd, I'd like to see them continue the hunt, although with that share price, raising capital will be difficult. Um, so maybe politics in Argentina might. Uh, breathe a bit of life into this. Um, so good luck to, to Molina. And there we are. That is it for this week. Um, I hope you enjoyed these snippets. Um, I look forward to speaking to you next week. Thank you very much.